Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Is This a Football Podcast. I am your host, Devon Toomer, and it's good to be back. I took some time away due to COVID and uh, due to all of things that were happening in the world. And I say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to come back in January and give you guys the pod back. Uh, Thank you for who all has been listening. And I'm telling you right now, it's good to be back. And uh, I I just can't wait. Uh, But we have a lot of stuff to go over. But before we start, I want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there who are have kids in school or homeschooling or virtual schooling. I want to give a shout out to you. You guys are awesome. And uh, you guys are heroes out there in the world. And um, I also want to say that this episode is going to be dedicated to Diary Janelle Backford, my new niece, uh, I'm my grandniece, I guess you can so call it. Uh, she was born yesterday, January 5th. Uh, it, it's, it's a surreal moment for that, that, you know, that she's here. So, uh, congrats to my nephew, congrats to his wife, Janisha, uh, congrats to both of you on being parents. You guys are going to do amazing. No worries on that. All right, guys. Uh, the first thing we're going to get to, we're going to get to actually football, of course. But we're going to start off in college football. And we're going to start with the championship games that happened. Um, then we're going to move on to the final four they selected and then the results of those final four games and then give the take on the championship game. So the championship uh, weekend, obviously you had Florida versus Alabama. Uh, I believe you had Notre Dame versus Clemson and you had the Ohio State versus uh, Northwestern. Uh, Ohio State struggled a little bit with Northwestern, but they didn't. Uh, pull through due to a running back going over 300 yards. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but they got through. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, they beat Clemson earlier in the year, but without Trevor Lawrence. Um, but they come into this game and Clemson has Trevor Lawrence back and they get blown out. Now, I've been critical of Notre Dame uh, pretty much throughout the entire time Notre Dame has been in the picture of the Final Four. Because for some reason, they can beat everybody, but then when they get on the big stage, they fold every single time. So they was on another big stage with Trevor Lawrence. The only change in my eyes was Trevor Lawrence, and they could not do anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They, they, they couldn't do anything. Um, it, was, it, it was definitely, definitely disappointing uh, but Trevor Lawrence looked uh, awesome on, on, on the comeback as far as him coming back from COVID and him playing against Notre Dame. I know he wished he was there on the first go around, but no, uh, he came back and he did his thing. The uh, Now going to the number one team in Alabama versus the number seven team at the time, Florida. Uh, I'm a Florida Gator fan. If you have not, if you do not know, I am I'm from Miami, obviously. But I am a Florida Gator fan. And that game was a lot closer than a lot of people expected. 
I expected it to be a close game. I did not trust my defense. My defense has let me down tremendously. Every single time we're in a big game, we lost LSU, even though it was probably all due to HU being thrown and a penalty flag being thrown. But our defense gave up a lot of points in that game. I didn't see anything different. I didn't think I was going to see anything different going into the Alabama game, and I did. We gave up, I believe, 52 points. But what I did trust was my offense, and my offense put up 46 points. We were close. We got it down to a single-score game, but we couldn't We couldn't finish it off. You can make the argument the final minutes of the first half, we probably should have took some time off or saved some time to get the ball back and score or and whatnot, but that's neither here or there. Florida loses, Alabama wins. Then we go into the final four. Alabama's number one, Clemson's number two, uh, Ohio State is number three and Notre Dame is number four. Notre Dame plays Alabama, Ohio State versus Clemson. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I first saw it, I was pissed because this is usually pretty much about the same four teams for the most part. I guess it's interchangeable for the fourth team, but the same three teams is in. Ohio State only played five games going into the season. I didn't think they deserved to be in it. Uh, in my in, 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 in my opinion, I didn't think they deserved to be in it. And Notre Dame uh, shouldn't be in it because I didn't believe they are better than any of those other three teams at all. I, I didn't think they were even better than Texas A&M or uh, Iowa State. I believe that was the next team. Um, so... But that's how they set it up. It's getting kind of frustrating to see the same teams over and over. It seems like they might be going to possibly a 16 playoff or even an 18 playoff eventually. Uh, we have to wait and see. But let's go ahead and get into what happened in these semifinal games. Uh, Alabama versus Notre Dame was not even close. I said that I did not... I did not expect Notre Dame to win this game. I don't know who had Notre Dame win this game. If you did have Notre Dame win this game, you are crazy. Alabama was going to roll regardless. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even competitive. Devontae Smith, who is the Heisman Trophy winner now as of yesterday, but he at the time he did not get the award at that moment, but he put on the show the running back DeAndre uh, Harris, Ball as well, probably the the, the Doker win award winner, which is the for the best running back. Um, so he 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 balled. The defense of there played a lot better than they did against Florida. So they played a whole lot better in in this game, and they blew out Notre Dame. Now the game that was obviously a humongous, humongous surprise was the Ohio State versus Clemson. No one saw this coming. I didn't see it coming. I had Notre Dame blowing them out because I just went with the better quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence was the better quarterback. But Justin Fields, he went out there. He got hurt in the game. Thought he just got the wind knocked out of him. But according to him, his whole one side was sore and his hip was hurting and all that thing. So 
he he was in some pain, but he toughed it out through six touchdown passes, and he, the Ohio State, and him blew up Clemson. I did not see that coming. That was a surprise to me. It was crazy to see. Uh, he definitely earned my respect for the toughness because after you take a hit like that, the guy who did lay the hit did duck his head and lean with the lead with the head. So he was ejected. I don't know about that rejection rule, but it was a little iffy. But I, I commend Justin Fields for the toughness he showed. He was he was wincing in there, but he said at halftime he got two shots, went back out there, and balled out. So uh, big, big, big uh, uh, points for him for that. And now it's Alabama versus Ohio State. I'm going with Alabama, uh, mostly because uh, I just don't see anyone stopping their offense. The best thing for them is for Justin Fields and that offense is to continue to keep up with points with them and have, hopefully have their defense make one stop. But I have not seen Alabama offense be stopped. And I don't think we ever talked about their offense in this in this capacity before. Their offense has been solid to getting points by the running game, throwing it here and there. But now they can throw it all over the field. They can run it anywhere they want. This might be the most complete offense we've seen in a long time. And it might be the offense that actually have the best. The O'Brien Award winner at Mac Jones. The Carter winner, the best running back in Najee Harris. And the Blitnikoff winner at wide receiver at Devontae Smith. Along with him winning the Heisman. So, these these guys are are potent. Justin Fields, I think the running back game is Simeon. They have to put up points. They have to. There's this is not. I don't believe this is going to be a 24-21 game. This is going to be a 56 to around 40 point game. It's going to be a high scoring game. Can't wait to see it. Uh, real excited for it. Um, but my winner will be Alabama. And if I had to choose a score, I would say it'll be 45 to 21. All right, guys, now we're going to get into the NFL uh, portion of the of um, this segment. Uh, I'm not going to go over all the weeks I missed, I know I missed a lot. I'm just gonna go over the main talking points. Like the Chiefs are what I believe 14 and two. Uh, number one seeds now is only one buy for each side for the number one seeds. The number two seeds have to play on the wild card weekend, and there's been an extra team added on both sides. So um, this adds a little bit more. Uh, television as far as football you have three games for Saturday three games for Sunday um, I will get into those matchups a little later but the Chiefs looked like obviously the overwhelming favorite to go back and win the Super Bowl um, for the second seed in the AFC you have the Buffalo Bills uh, the team that's uh, won the AFC East um, they beat out Miami, who's a 10-6 ten, ten 
win team, uh, ten win team. Uh, I believe then it was the Patriots, and then the Jets came up on the end there. But Buffalo looks potent. Josh Allen vastly improved with the addition of Stephon Diggs and uh, a great defense. Uh, the number three seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was at one point uh, the number uh, number one seed because uh, they were at one point the only undefeated team, while Kansas City was number two. They have since faltered, uh, I believe, three games themselves, maybe even uh, uh, another one. I think they're 12 and four. Uh, they lost the last game. It didn't mean nothing to them. They did not play any of their starters, and the Cleveland Browns won. Um, but they come in as the number three seed. Uh, coming in at the number four uh, seed is the Tennessee Titans, uh, led by the 2,000-yard runner of Derrick Henry. Um, he He's just a beast, man. And then you have Ryan Tannehill. You have an okay defense, not the best defense in the world, but their offense is, is legit. You have Derrick Henry, you have Tannehill throwing the ball to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and Juno Smith. These guys can get out and down the field and make plays. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see if they can make a move, especially of who they play, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, coming in at the fifth seed, if I'm not mistaken, is the Baltimore Ravens, uh, led by Lamar Jackson and that offense, the running game, and a pretty solid defense. Uh, if you don't, they, they have over there in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson again over a thousand yards rushing for a quarterback, first quarterback to ever do it twice. Uh, in back-to-back seasons, double do it in back-to-back seasons. That is. Um, he has Des Bryant now, a new weapon. Obviously, he has Mark Andrews, one of the better tight ends in the league, and uh, Hollywood Brown over there in Baltimore. They're looking to right the ship to, to a Super Bowl, hopefully. Uh, coming in for them at uh, number six seed, uh, I believe it is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they almost folded and ruined their chances of getting to the postseason with their loss to the Jets a week before the last week. Uh, but they all they had to do was win, and they needed the Dolphins to lose, and that's what happened. So they got in as the number six seed. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, with the running duo of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb uh, with the, obviously the weapons of Landry, Darnell's Peoples Jones, uh, just a host of weapons on the offensive side that he can throw to. And a defense that's good on the front seven, not the best on the back end, but Miles Garrett is always going to be a problem for most people if you go against him. And then rounding up, that's the seventh seed, is the, Indian, the Indianapolis Colts, led by Phillip Rivers. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Liam Hines as the other running back, more of a pass-catching back, that is. Um, they have one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they, they're they a little bit weird. They, they win games that they 
probably should win and they've lost some games that you think they should win. I had them beating Baltimore one week and it didn't happen. They got close, but then Baltimore pulled away. So the, the Colts are a tricky team. Now, if you look at the matchups, obviously, I just went all the way through one through seven. You put the Chiefs up at first. They have a bye. They do not play this week. So you have the two versus the seven. So you have the Buffalo Bills versus the Indianapolis Colts going into the seventh week. Uh, well, going into wildcard weekend. Interesting matchup because of the offensive of the Colts going against their defense. And then that offense of Buffalo, who is very, very potent, has been potent for a long, long time, going against a very, very underrated Colts defense with uh, Darius Leonard and Forrest Buckner in the middle. So that is going to be interesting. If I had to choose right now, I will favor the Buffalo Bills winning that game. And then going on to the next matchup, you have the three seed versus the six seed. So you have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Browns. Uh, to me, this will probably be a blowout in Pittsburgh favor. I do not in no way see the Browns winning this game only because they're not going to run the ball like they should. They're going to throw the ball. They had a game. I keep referencing that game uh, for, for them against the Jets. They didn't have any other wide receivers because all of them caught COVID. Their top four wide receivers caught COVID or at least was in contact with someone that had COVID. So they could not play. With that information, they decided to throw it 53 times. Why? I don't know. I don't know. They tried to catch him off guard, but I have no idea what they were thinking. You have one of the better running backs in the NFL in Nick Chubb. And at one point, one of the better running backs in the NFL in Kareem Hunt behind him. I would have been more safe in running the ball 53 times between the two. But they did. I think the Browns will mess it up. They will be without their head coach, uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, he has contacted COVID, so he will not be coaching wildcard get week. That could hurt them a little. I don't know if he's technically calling plays or not, but he will not be playing. He will not be there. But he will not be there. And I'll, as I said, I have Pittsburgh winning more than likely a blowout. <clears throat> In the more interesting games of this week, upcoming weekend, you have the four versus the five. You have the matchup that happened last year that we did not see coming. You have Tennessee going to Baltimore last year as the last seed, the sixth seed, going to the number one seed and the sixth seed beating the number one seed. Derrick Henry ran nuts all over the Baltimore Ravens that game and it was not close for them, unfortunately. Lamar Jackson had some trouble. So now it's a rematch, but it's reversed. We have Baltimore now going to Tennessee. And I'm telling you, if I was before Baltimore got in, I was telling everyone that you do not want Baltimore to get in the playoffs, and they got in. So if you're Tennessee and you're that offense, you run number 22. 
you run up. If you are telling you right now, if you think that Ryan Tannehill is going to throw you to a Super Bowl, Tennessee, you will be going home early. But I have to favor Baltimore. I think Baltimore will win that game. Uh, I don't have a score for you for any of these games, but I I, I like Baltimore. So let's switch over to the NFC. Uh, The number one seed in the NFC is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Great season. Arguably the MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Devontae Adams could also win MVP if they wanted to give it to him. I would not be mad. He's also been awesome, and he missed like two to three games. Spectacular. You got Aaron Jones, the running back. Um, The defense has been playing pretty well. I thought there would be a liability. The defense has played very, very, very well. Um, They they definitely surprised me in that Tennessee game they played on Sunday night. I thought Tennessee would win, but they came to play. Um, the number two seed in the uh, sorry about that, guys. Had a little throat problem, um, but yeah, the second seed in the NFC. Uh, I believe it to be the New Orleans Saints uh, coming off a very, very good year. Um, They played very, very well this past season. Um, Drew Brees got hurt for a while and uh, that did not waver anything for the most part. Um, uh, Taysom Hill came in and Played very well. Uh, arguably played awesome, fantastic. Um, besides the hiccup against the Eagles. Um, but nonetheless, that defense is a real deal. That defense is very, very good. Um, and that's going to be, that should be the catalyst for them trying to get through the postseason. Uh, coming in at number three seed will be the Seattle Seahawks, 12 and 4. Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and that team started off with a bang start of the season. Kind of faltered down a little. Uh, the defense helped them along the way um, as they got healthy. Um, that team's a little tricky to try to get a hold of. Exactly. But uh, very much a dangerous team. Russell Wilson, whenever you give him opportunity to do his thing, he can do it with no problem. All right, coming in at the uh, number four seed is the winner of the NFC East, arguably the worst division in football for this year. People thinking it's the worst division in football forever, but just this year. This year was a bad year for all teams, including the Washington Red. Well, not the Washington, the Washington Football Team. Um, that won the last week, like they suppose, and. Win the game. I will get to the Eagles and Giants situation later in the pod, but I'm on the playoffs right about for right now. But uh, Washington uh, did what they had to do. Seven and nine, regardless, losing record, but they're in the postseason. And that defensive front, along with Chase Young, uh, Allen Payne, there that's that's that front is ridiculous. 
That seven, that front seven is nuts. Um, if they can get themselves the right corners, they can have something there. They can build something from that. The problem is for them is their offense. Can their offense generate enough points, uh, especially who they're playing in the first round? Can they generate enough points? All right. Coming in at number fifth seed is the opponent of Washington, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady in the postseason again, but this time in the NFC, he's also don't have a first round bye, as he would so have <clears throat> in the AFC if he was there. Um, had a very good season for a guy that's 43 years old. Uh, the injury to Mike Evans, I'm hearing he's day to day, but. I am not 100% sure if that's accurate, um, but I'm hearing he's day-to-day. I thought it was a very, very nasty injury, but I hope he is day-to-day. Do not want to see that happen to one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. He also has Antonio Brown along with Chris Godwin and uh, Scotty Miller. The defense uh, very well with White and Shaq Barrett. Um, so there's no short of star power on Tampa that they can't make some notes. Um, the number six seed is this, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they got in uh, by winning the last week against uh, Arizona. Um, we're not sure if technically if Jared Goff is playing in the game against Seattle, um, but Jared Goff had an okay year. Offense did all right. The defense is outstanding. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald did what they are paid to do, which is do their thing. And that's what they did. Um, But they are awesome. Fantastic. So we should see what happened with golf. That could change the game a little bit for the Rams. And coming in at the last seed, the surprise for most people is the Chicago Bears has made it into the postseason. The Chicago Bears at one point. They were like winning games that they shouldn't necessarily win. They were winning unconventionally. Then they switched quarterbacks from Nick Foles to back to Mitch Trubisky. And then all of a sudden they started putting up points. They started averaging almost 36 points a game uh, this past few weeks. And now they find themselves in the postseason. So uh, the defense is great for the Chicago Bears also. So the matchups you have, you have the uh, second seed in the Saints going against the Bears. Uh, I would like the Saints barely in that game. I think the Bears will be close because of that defense. Um, it will be very, very interesting to see if Mike Thomas is back in action in that game. Uh, for the third seed, you have Seattle versus the Rams. Familiar foes. Divisional rivals don't like each other too much. Uh, I will favor Seattle only because of the quarterback, but the Rams defense do scare me. They do tend to get out the Russell Wilson a lot, so we'll see. And then the last game, you have Washington going against the Bucks. The Bucks coming to um, uh, DC to play that game, and I tell you, if Washington can get after them as Chayshawn wants Tom Brady. Um, uh, you don't, you don't, don't wish what you don't want now. Tom Brady is a bad man too. So, um, 
Right now, I would favor Tampa because of their offense. But if you're Washington, if your defensive line can get to Tom Brady consistently throughout this game, you guys can definitely win that game. All right, guys. Now we're going to get into um, the whole Eagles Giants little debacle. I'm not going to take too much time on this, but um, and then I'm going to get into my Wonder Woman review, actually, of the movie that I saw on HBO Max. Um, I have no idea why the Giants fans are even commenting me or or even talking about this. You guys won six games, six, and you lost 10. And one of those games was to my team. And one of those wins was against my team. So, and we are 4-10-1. So, or 4-11-1. So, I, I don't get why the Giants fans are up in arms. If you guys wanted to do something about that, you should have done it within the six weeks, that 16 weeks that you had. You know, don't come to me or come to any Eagles fan or say they don't like the Eagles when you guys and him are your end of the bargain. Don't get mad because we did what we did. You should handle your business. Handle what you can handle. You know, if you handle what you can handle, this game wouldn't have mattered for you. Now, on the Eagles side, as an Eagles fan, I did not understand why we put in Nate Sudfeld. Um, it's rumors saying that he already spoke to people saying that he was going to put him in, but it wasn't confirmed that he was going to put him in and all this stuff. And I still don't understand why he put him in. And the time he put him in, he did not look good. He did not look good at all. Um, but it's just, just didn't make any sense of why he put him in in the first place. It was, it was a little weird. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't look like he knew. Um, and I know he wanted to finish the game. But he wasn't playing well either. So I can get that point too. And it's the end of the year. And we didn't have the best years. I, and, and I didn't want to lead. I know he didn't want to lead the year off like this. Doug Peterson did not want to lead the year on a bad note. And all this stuff. And everything like that. And I hear people saying, oh, Philadelphia is noisy. They're like the Jets or something. Like, no, no, we're not. No, we we had a bad year. A bad year. It happens. Didn't, didn't the Patriots have a bad year? Or, or having a, they had a bad year and then stuff was coming out by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick not getting along the last couple of games or the last couple of weeks. And da da da. It, it happens. <laughs> It happens, guys. Like, we're three years removed from winning the Super Bowl. The last three years, we made the postseason. For people to say Doug Peterson shouldn't have a job is nuts, too. He should have a job. He's a Super Bowl, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, as far as the Carson Wentz situation, I would love for him to come back and compete for the job. He played that bad to where he needs to compete for a job. And I think Jalen Hurts showed enough that he probably earned the job. So he has a right to fight for the job. Come out. You beat Jalen Hurts, you're the starting quarterback. You come up, you lose Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts starting quarterback, we can just see if we can trade you. This is the plain, plain simple. We're already paying you a lot of money as it is. So, you know, if you want us to help us find you a trade option, go right ahead. 
But that's my take on it. Uh, you Giants fans are something else to put it all on us while you guys had this, the whole thing to, to handle yourselves, but you didn't do it. Don't get mad at us. All right, guys, this is the um, my podcast is called the what is this a football podcast only because of the fact that I talk about other things other than football and also sports in general. So this will be my Wonder Woman 1984 review. Um, I did see the first one, Wonder Woman with uh, Gilda Dot and Patty Jenkins who I'm two big fans of. And the first one was awesome, fantastic. Awesome, great. The second one, not so much. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say it was garbage. Not going to say it was poo-poo or any of those particular words. I'm going to say it leaves a little bit to be desired for the third one. Um, The pacing was a little weird. I did not like the mall scene. I saw it twice. The first time, it was just me first time seeing it. I'm not saying everything looked great, but it was just me seeing it for the first time. Second time is when you really want to know which parts you like. Because you can buy the DVD on Blu-ray and then skip to your favorite scenes. I'm telling you right now, I'm skipping the mall scene. I did not like the mall scene. The part with her as a little kid competing in the what it looks like the little trials was awesome that was cool i had no problem with it the mall scene big problems didn't like it just a little too too much too much slow motion too much swinging back and forth around just just a little too weird for me you know um and then the villain of cheetah created by christy wig you know, it, it it was weird, you know. Um, she obviously she wanted the powers or the, the 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 confidence of Diana. Now she did not know Diana Diana's technically a god for the most part, or at least her father is. Um so it's it, you know, she got her confidence, her swag, so call it. But then she beats up a guy that pretty much tried to rape her in the movie earlier but when she beats him up it goes dark like the music goes a little like real sinister I'm not saying there should be happy butterflies but it should be an applause there the guy did try to touch now I don't think he was dead it didn't look like he was obviously she got some rage in her from what all the people saying, you know, not noticing her before, but now noticing her, obviously, it it kind of messed with her whole psyche of about it. I think the best part of the movie was the head villain, the real villain, Pedro Pascal's character. Um, he was awesome. He was awesome, and too bad I was not able to record. But just a little side note, The Mandalorian, awesome, fantastic. The ending was great. I did not see it coming. 
the whole Mandalorian show and cast should get applause. That is awesome. Fantastic. That show, that show's 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, I honestly could go back and rewatch that whole show. And it was just two seasons so far. I don't know about the third season. That's hasn't technically hasn't necessarily been announced. But the second season was awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. But back to the Wonder Woman review. Um, yeah, Pedro Pascal's character was the best character, in my opinion, when Gail Gadot should have been the best character. And I haven't even got to Steve Trevor yet. And he might have been the worst. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't like it. it. It was just too much for me to for him to be. I don't know for him to be back just like that, and and another person's body and it looked weird. Uh, it just looked it weird. It, it just looked it very, very, very weird. Um, the invisible jet scene. While the first time it was awesome to see, because that's one of the more iconic. Like uh, things that care, like these characters have iconic things. I think Spider-Man thing is the the Spidey sense. Uh, Batman is the Batmobile, but Wonder Woman is her invisible jet. And how they did it was a little weird. Then they kind of drugging on with the fireworks and everything. I get it. You can see through it as an invisible jet. You can obviously see through it, and no one can see it. But it, it took took way too long for for that little drive through and they didn't, they didn't even show them riding back at least getting in they didn't show them coming back in the invisible jet so uh, I'll be doing more of these reviews on big movies that I am interested in if you guys have any reviews that you guys or any movies you guys want me to take a look at please don't hesitate to hit me up on Instagram it's uh, tumor1992 for the Instagram and for my uh, for my Twitter, I believe it's dot capital D O T ball game uh, is my Twitter handle. Uh, please don't mind getting at me, man, and let me know what you what movies to take a look at. I am a big horror movie guy. I love horror movies. So if you got a horror movie that no one's seen or a horror TV show no one's talking about and want me to check it out, tell me. Him. Even though I, I, I think I've seen a lot of them. Maybe I haven't seen most of them. You know, I, I'm, you know, so let me know. But uh, to end the review on Wonder Woman, I would give it a six out of ten. Footballs, since I am loving sports, I'll give it six out of ten footballs. If I had to rate the first one, I would give it eight out of ten footballs. So it's uh, two spots below of the first Wonder Woman film. Patty Jenkins is now looks like on her way to Disney, and I don't think Disney is gonna let her go. I think she's well, not on the way to Disney. She's still in Disney. I think she was on her way to Marvel, and I think she's gonna be at Marvel and at um, um, I'm blanking on it. Marvels and Star Wars, Lucasfilm. She's developing a movie for Star Wars that's pretty cool. I'm hyped for Star Wars. Not the biggest fan of Star Wars, but I am pretty excited for all the new stuff and the new things Marvel announced. I will be doing a review on the WandaVision series every um, 
every episode that has aired. The next episode of This Is A Football Podcast, you will be getting a review of that said episode that appeared. Uh, pretty excited for Morning Envision. So you'll be getting that from me as well. Most likely we'll go at the end, towards the end of each uh, episode. So uh, can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, guys. This is the Wonder Woman review. All right, guys, we're at the end of the pod. I just want to say thank you to all who have listened uh, to this and um, who has remained patient with me throughout all of this. Um, this, this, this is something important to me that I want to continue to do. Um, and I appreciate all of you that listen. Um, this is a new year, 2021. We went through some things in 2020 that we never thought we'd go to. We, we went through a pandemic, guys, and it's still long going to this point. We didn't think we were going to make it out of it, honestly, at some point. Uh, and we lost a lot of people. A lot of people. Pop Smoke, rest in peace. Uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, rest in peace. Uh, Gianni Bryant, rest in peace. A lot of people, man. And uh, we lost MF Doom, who I I do not know personally, obviously. I, I, I don't even know. His music like that, but I probably have heard it, but just didn't know it was him. Uh, but I will take a listen to him. But uh, prayers to him and his family as well. Uh, and just just before 2021 hit, we got the news of him. But he passed away, according to reports, on October 30th. But we didn't hear about it until uh, December 31st. So. Um, yeah, man, just uh, stay safe out there, guys. Um, I do appreciate you guys from listening. From here on out, you will be getting a podcast. Um, this one should be released uh, on Thursday. And then another one will be recorded on Friday and released on Saturday. So, uh guys prayers up man stay safe and god bless you guys Uh, i bid you guys an adieu farewell